0: Entrepreneurs all over the world are scrambling to respond to the global COVID-19 crisis and many are dealing with unprecedented job loss. So how do we lead people in the midst of all the craziness? We're the Benham Brothers and this is the Expert Ownership Podcast where we believe entrepreneurs and business owners were made for moments like this and leaders like you were not just built to survive, you were born to thrive. Today, we're talking to a guy who grew up working in his family's small business, which grew to a big business, one you've probably heard about from the hit reality show, Duck Dynasty. We've got the beardless brother on our show today, Al Robertson, talking about how his family is responding to the recent shutdown of their family-owned restaurant and the pivots they're making with the rest of their companies. (laughs) Al, I remember meeting you for the very first time in Washington DC. Jason Sorry. and I Jason and I had just been axed by HGTV and then here come you and your wife and I'm like that's the Robertsons duck commander. Check it out.
1: <laughs> you were, <laughs> right? you were like getting a, an award or giving an award or something. Yeah, the, I don't remember. We a, were just wondering thing. why
0: you didn't have a beard. But you know what's yeah, weird? Exactly. You know what's interesting? I did not realize that you were and still are a restaurant owner. And obviously, this coronavirus is definitely affecting you. Speak to the it pain, is. man. How you doing?
1: Well, you know, overall, uh, we're like everybody. You're just kind of hanging in and figuring out how to deal with sort of this new thing that, you know, we never had to quite deal with before. At first, I kind of felt like 9-11, you know, because yeah. it was like crunch time. And everybody's, you know, what do we do? But then as it continues to go on, you're like, okay, wait a minute. 9-11, after three or four days, we were kind of in the rebuilding yeah. process. So, you know, for us, of course, we're still doing our podcast, which is unashamed, and it's been yeah. going great. It's been reaching a lot of people. Wow. Um, and dad's got a show called In the Woods with Phil, which, and now it's called In the Quarantine with Phil, by the in way. In the Quarantine. You know, if anybody's well, good at social distancing, it's your dad. Well, Phil. Man, look, he's been social distancing for 50 years. I mean, like – he. <laughs> he's built a whole life of quarantine. So, so the guys at the, the decided, look, we want to see what has he done, you know, and what does he know that might help people? And it's really been great because it's a a lot of really stuff about canning your food and how to build a trot line. And you know, if the thing ever goes South all the way, I mean, I'm coming out here and and living like I grew up, you know, so (laughs) that's the way we were. So, So that's kind of the idea behind the show. But, Mom and I did start a restaurant called Miss K's Sweets and Eats mm. uh, about four years ago. And a couple of things I found out. One is it's great. I mean, cause a lot of fans still come through. And so it's kind of a good connector point for oh, that's people, awesome. people that used to watch the show and mom comes in and you know, she's taking pictures and doing all the stuff she likes to do. And I also found something else that it's hard to make money in the restaurant business because oh, yeah. the margins are so low. Yeah. So, you know, at first it was just bleeding, you know, money. And uh, we finally kind of got it leveled off. And now, of course, we're temporary closed like a lot of businesses because we just couldn't keep the doors open I and mean, we were losing too much money even functioning day to day. So we're like a lot of businesses. We're trying to, to continue to pay our employees at least the minimum we, you know, enough yeah, to, sure. to get by. And yet we're not having any money coming in. So oh. we're like everybody else with this business. And so I think part of it is, is not as much as us being fearful, but like your employees, you love them right. yes. and their family. And so I, I get that most of what I'm seeing people talk about in restaurant business, obviously is a big part of it, but so many businesses of having your family, how do you just say, we can't help you you know, your own, your own furlough or whatever. And so that's to me, the biggest struggle. And that's the, cause they're afraid because this is how they pay their bills. Yeah. And you know, for us, we didn't really get in it for the money or to try to make a lot of money, but we are very proud that we have, you know, all of our employees that have a job and you know, they work hard for us and they're back there in that kitchen and they're cooking. And so that's the hard part is, and then you're trying to encourage them because you're like, look, You know, if Walmart and Amazon are going to offer these great jobs to jump in, we want you to do that. But at the same time, we're sad because we don't want to lose you. We want to have it here when you're back. So everybody is struggling with that. Like, do I just jump in because here's another good opportunity because it's a good job that may be something there? Or do I hang in there and wait and see what happens with the virus? So I think the uncertainty to me is the the thing that's probably got people gripped the hardest. Yeah,
0: You know, we could go so many different directions here, but... Certainly feeling the pain, and I know people listening to this podcast, even hearing you talk, I know many of them are in the restaurant business. Uh, some have been let go. Uh, others have had to shut their doors that actually own the shop. I mean, right. um, you, take us through a couple of those conversations uh, that you and Miss Kay had to have and, and, and navigate us through that, and then possibly on, okay, well, what are, what are some of the steps practically that you're doing in your business right now uh, to prepare yourself to come out of this?
1: Well, in our case, even beyond mom and I, cause you know, again, we, we set out to do it, to have something great for our fans. Right. And then also me personally, my daughter is, is one of the, is one of our owners as well. And mm. she's a pastry chef and, you know, she, my daughter, She went to LSU for six years, which Mm -hmm. I told her most people that do that, they call them doctor at the end of that period of
0: time. (laughs) At least that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, She's a pastry chef. With
1: her, we didn't even call her a graduate after six years (laughs) at LSU. So she was finding her way. I I said she was working on her testimony a little bit. Oh, there you go. She probably got to see some great football games. Exactly. She did. And, uh, which by the way, we're still national champions. I just wanted to, yeah, no, I, think, okay, I, I think COVID-19
0: it. wiped yeah. that out. We're going <laughs> to no, revert no, no. back.
1: We're, in fact, we may never, if we never play again, we'll be the eternal national champions. But you champions know,
0: Nick inside. Saban's going to try and change that
1: somehow. <laughs> oh, he will. He will. <laughs> but, but I digress. Okay. Uh, but but my, so anyway, so she, she calls and said, you know, dad, I really think I know what I want to do. And I was like, well, I thought we talked about this six years ago. You're just now figuring that out she said, I want to go to culinary school. I said, well, look, I'm going to support you hundred percent, but not financially. If you're going to make this pivot, you're going to have to do it on your own. You're going to have to, you know, do it, do it yourself. And she did it. She went to culinary school for two years in Baton Rouge loves it. And so obviously that was where her passion was. And uh, so she came back home because she wanted to raise her family around her family. And so she's one of the, you know, one of our restaurateurs and my cousin is the other half of it. Alex does the sweets and he does the savory. So it's more than, again, just family and name. This is our family. And so they first call us and they're like, what are we going to do? Because all of a sudden you're like, nobody can come eat anymore. And so like everybody else, you're like in shock. Okay, what are we going to do? So we first started plans about trying to, you know, do a delivery. And we did a little bit of stuff, but then offices started shutting down. So then there was nobody to deliver to. Sure. And, And so, you know, step by step, we finally got to the point after about a week and a half, that we had to close our doors. And so Uh the first thing is what, you know, how do we encourage our employees? And so that was the first thing I do is pull everybody together. Here's the temporary plan. We're going to recheck this, you know, weekly, but here's what we're going to try to do. We'll be trying, we'll be getting checks out. Here's what, you know, here's what you can depend on from us when Uh then immediately our state, and then now the federal government is beginning to provide opportunities. So the first thing we had to do is we had to start figuring out about a small business loan or, you know all the different opportunities they're doing to help small businesses, just like ours. And so uh, sometimes that's hard, but the one good thing about it is they've got time on their hands. They're not running a restaurant, so oh, yeah, uh, that's right. That's become now their full time job. The ones who manage our restaurant is to figure out how we can continue to maybe get some funds in, depending on how long this. Oh does. man, so, that's
0: such a great takeaway right there. Like first you you brought them in and and you communicated with them very clearly. Yep. Like okay, so we don't know everything that's going to happen in the future right. but here's what we do know and we're going to act on this. And right. then secondly, you actually pivoted and and took your managers and turned them into more like researchers.
1: Right? Exactly.
0: Like you research you got to keep your job now go find out this this stuff on what the government is going is
1: going to give us in terms of a loan. Have they discovered anything that you could share with us? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly in Louisiana, I don't know about other states, but in Louisiana they've already Uh, had a small business set up. I'm assuming that's where some of the federal funds are coming through the grants that Uh are now being released through this bill when it all gets done. Um, But yeah, so they've already got the process. So our managers have already gone in, registered our company, told how many employees we had, showed basically what our monthly is when it comes Mm -hmm. to labor. So all those stats and figures are being put into the system. So when the money frees up, then they'll be able to start sending checks out. But you've got to do that legwork first be, while they're giving you the opportunity. So I just started getting emails from like small business people in Louisiana, the chambers, people like that. And so I would just route that then to our, you know, to our managers so that they could go and research and get the job done. So that's how we've done it. So now we're prep, we're ready. So when that money starts to flow, you know, we're like everybody else, we're going to be in that line of, of hopefully being able to get some relief, you know, and even if it's loans, I mean, just to help during that process. Um, to to cover the cost
0: oh man that's excellent do do you have exactly I mean you probably don't have it off the top of your head I'm sure you're just your researchers have this but uh, like where exactly did they go what did they do like so you're you're pushing the chamber you're pushing other uh, business leaders that are closing their doors into your researchers they then immediately do what like click this button, go to right. this there, website. And I know it's different emails, in Louisiana than other states.
1: Emails came to me just as a as a business owner. I yeah. guess we're in some registry because you have a business. If you're in the and chamber of said, commerce, a lot of times yeah, that's gonna happen. Correct. And it said click here to register your small business. So that's when I knew the information was just in an email. Oh, um, that's beautiful. Absolutely. It came from the chamber. So yeah. So you, you know, as business owners, if you're getting anything like that, make sure you get someone responding and getting that information in the system because that's the only way they're going to know how to get you any money.
0: Now how about your building you guys with your rent or, or you know, we called.
1: Uh, Mom actually called our landlord. She's a great lady. She owns uh, several buildings down the area where the restaurant's kind of in an old area of town. It's called Antique Alley. And so she has like some of these boutique antique places down there. And we just explained to her our situation, there's only two uh, food places there and one group of restaurants that's across the street is, moving to another location already. So mm. we're really the only food establishment. And, you know, we explained the situation. So is there any way we can put a hold or maybe a wait? Sure. Uh, and so I, I think that's, I hadn't even talked to mom since she called her, but I think, you know, we were going to work something out where we could maybe just do a delay rent. And then once we get back going again to repay, it was what we were going to offer. So, wow. but we know her; she's local. I'm sure she's going to help out however she can. So well, that's another thing to do. I mean, look, everybody's wanting to help. Oh Yeah. She's able to stay, her other businesses are able to stay open because they're not food related, but at the same time, she knows we're not. So uh, people well, have been very supportive.
0: You know, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of folks know your family from Duck Dynasty, obviously the show, but then you've got Duck Commander that grew into a big, massive business. But, you uh-huh. know, a lot of folks don't know it from the small business days of right. when you it, were, your dad was probably breaking the child labor laws, putting, putting <laughs>
1: yeah. you, to work. you know, you it know, <laughs> We thought we never knew what an OSHA was. You know, we thought that was short for ocean, you know,
0: where's the N
1: where's the N so our, uh, yeah, our workforce was yours truly. Uh, and mom and dad and my grandpa at the time, uh, was still alive. My dad's dad and Willie and Jay's worked some, but they were little, you know? know? And so look, I'm, I'm operating a bandsaw. You know, my, my hands are like this close to like this naked blade. And it's amazing. In fact, it's in our museum that we have like a tour, DC tour where you can kind of see the the family and kind of how the business started. And that bandsaw is up there. And, and every time I take somebody through the tour, I look at and I remember all those times I saw through there and I, I'm looking and said, how do I still have my, yeah. you know, <laughs> praise God that he was looking That's out for right. this 20 year old cutting on a bandsaw. Well,
0: know? and, and I know from those times that, that you guys struggled oftentimes and you went through some tough times as, as small business owners, is there any particular lesson or two that that you remember from that time that's actually helping you through this struggle now that you're experiencing? No doubt,
1: no doubt about it. Here's what, here's my take. So we're, you know, we have a huge hit television show. We've so since sold all these duck calls to, right. to way more than duck hunters, just because of the yeah. providence of God. Yeah. And yet God knew all that was going to happen back when we were this little struggling business. Wow. And so we literally had a, I call it a man of philosophy and we were fishermen. I mean, that's how we were paying the bills. So we commercial fish, we catch fish, we take them in and sell them. And then we go pay company bills and oh. get some groceries. Yeah. That's how we live for 25 years. Yeah. And so I feel like that God was taking us through a humility training program because he knew one day we'd be a big company and a big wow. deal and people would know us, but he, the last thing he wanted us to think is it was us. Wow. So, you know, to small business, I say, look, if you're doing this, especially from an aspect of faith, you know, like you're a believer and, and, and you're working hard and you're building something, God already sees down the road and he could see you being mm. a huge business if you're trustworthy, you know, and that's the deal. You learn whether you're trustworthy or not and how much you trust in him through the process. And so that's what happened to Duck Commander, and I believe wow. wholeheartedly that's why we've been successful. That's why something like this happens, and we don't fall apart. You yeah. still trust in God, no matter what, and even with the business shut down, we know it's still going to be all right. Yeah, you know, root, because we you, learn that
0: your roots grow deep. I mean, that's that's the thing is we we, we love to focus on fruit, uh, right. but it's really important to focus on the root. And and part. and we have said over and over and over again to many business owners on our currency it says, "In God we trust." Yeah. So when bad things happen, we look up, we look in, and we look out. The first thing we got to do is look up, get an eternal perspective. Our trust is in God, and so, you know, I I love that you guys. uh, I remember watching Phil on uh, a video YouTube video where he said, "Boys, to build the business, I had to fish the river, and then at night we'd build the duck call." And I love that. I just that's what we got to do. And you know what? There's a lot of business owners right now that are having to go back to fishing the river. You know, the the duck call company closes and their company closes and now they're right back to fishing the river. And that's one of the things is we're just really encouraging entrepreneurs. And I know you would say the same thing. Listen, if you have got to close your doors for a little while and go do something else just to get money on the table, then go do it. And there is no shame in that. That's not your identity because your business does not identify you.
1: It's a great point. You know, we just had a guy from the, that was a podcast listener of ours And he sent me an email and he said, you know, I've spent my, I'm very successful. I have a restaurant chain. He's actually from North Carolina. Um, and he said from Mount Olive area. And, um, he said, you know, but I I haven't gone all in for Christ and Mm. I'm ready to do it. And you guys have convinced me by your discussions in the Bible. And he said, you know, I'm going to be coming through, you know, I'd love to meet you. And I said, Hey, come on by, you know? And so I had him over for dinner and he couldn't believe I just have a total stranger in my house for dinner. I said, well, look, that's what we do. That's right. Yeah, that's know? what we do. You, you could be my new best friend like the Benham brothers. You know? That's right. And, and so he came in, uh, we shared Jesus with him. He went all in by the time he left here that weekend and he gets oh, back down. home. And of course, then the coronavirus hits. And he owns restaurants. He has 135 stores. Wow. And he lost 50% of his business with that one order, you know, that you can't eat inside. Mm. And so he just sent me a text yesterday. And he said, I, cause I was like, Hey, how are things going? You know, I hadn't heard from him. I'm a little worried about him. He's a yeah. new Christian. He said, you know, what, man, did I embrace Christ at the right time? He said, I lost 50% of my business. I'm telling my franchise people, I'm not sure how this is all going to work out, but God's in control Wow! and we're going to get through this. And so that confidence that he got just from finally understanding his relationship with Christ has helped him more than anything else. So I'm proud of guys like that. It's just what we're talking about here. It's got to be something bigger than just the bottom line. Yeah, yeah,
0: of course. When you you find your identity and your security in your business and not in God, stuff like this can actually shake you to your core to a point where you cannot recover. But when you find it in God, and it's outside of you, then you know things like this. Yeah, it's still hard. And David and I want to practically help as many business owners as possible, whether you claim God or not. We want to help you right. as much as we can. That's right. But but just having that security and identity found in God is so awesome. But uh, so if if we we want to wrap this up, you got some closing thoughts. If we've got struggling entrepreneurs, business owners right now, Al, uh, you've been a small business owner. Uh, you've also been a pastor. You're yep. a big business owner, and now you've got some small businesses as well. I mean, you've been all over the gamut. What do you say to somebody who's come in and said, "Buddy, I'm just so
1: discouraged at what's happening right now. I don't know what to do." What do you tell them? Well, I tip from two standpoints. One, obviously, is a faith side, but even if you don't have faith, America is was founded on the strength of being able to rebuild, repopulate, right. restart. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen it over and over and over. Civil wars, terrible things have happened. And yet out of that, resourceful people say, you know what? We can rise up again. And we wow. do. And so I, just as an American, it's doable. I mean, even if things look bad right now, even if you're worried about it, our system allows you to be able to restart and redo. And so as an American, you can do it. But as a Christian, it's even doubly able to restart and redo and awesome. be redeemed on top of that. So I just encourage you to don't give up. And even like you guys said, if, even if you have to do something different for a while and then, and start another dream, you guys taught me something. It was a great thing. You said, we learned from our situation, HTTP to hold our dreams in an open hand. Yeah, so that way, right. if the Lord takes it and gives you something else, you won't try to hang on to it. And that was a great bit of advice <laughs> I've never forgotten. Uh, and that's great for this current time as well. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, we're having to live that out. We've got multiple companies <laughs> and in yeah. Charlotte, uh, they have in our County, they have a, uh, What is shelter in place, shelter in place. And so we just had to have a a team meeting on zoom with our folks. Everybody's at their house and Jason and I are looking at, uh, you know, we've got a lot of real estate on the commercial, the residential, the multifamily side. So we're smack in the middle of this. We've got the business owners reaching out to us saying, Hey, can we talk about the rent? At the same time, Jason and I are looking around, realizing, man, a lot of our businesses are closing as well. So right. we're we're in the trenches together. You know that's yep. so. For our listeners, for our audience, we just want you to know, you know, as as Al's in Louisiana, we're here in North Carolina. Wherever you are in this country or around the world, hey, we're all in this together. Don't that's give right. up hope. Don't die. Don't don't lose those dreams. Hold them with an open hand. Get your yep. get your eyes above the sun. And you know what? There are very practical things. Uh, you know, especially for restaurant owners, listening to Al, some of these incredible takeaways, you know, just uh, pivoting some of your resources, going out and and seeing how the government's going to be able to help us through this time. But now government is not our savior. We don't look to government to help us. However, we do have an amazing system of government. So we'll take the Band-Aids if they're going to give them to us because of a virus (laughs) coming from without. And and that's the interesting thing about the, the crisis back in 2008 was nothing like this. but it was more based on greed and an internal struggle. And then the government bails them out, which I totally stood against, but I'm all for this one now to save lives and help business owners. So Al, this is Jason. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. At at the end of our podcast, obviously this is the expert ownership podcast, how to own your business without it owning you, but it's the COVID edition because we want to own every area of our life in the middle of this uh, tumultuous time where uh, leaders will rise. We we like to say that uh, tough people will always outlast tough times. And entrepreneurs are tough people. But we we like to end our podcasts with our Faithful Five because our whole slogan is you own it, own every area of your life. And our Faithful Five are faith, family, finances, fitness, and friends. You've got to own it in every one of those areas. So, Al, in one of those areas, give me a 10 or 15-second response and how you're owning it in your faith or your family or your fitness or your finances or your friends.
1: Well, you know, you guys are my friends, so I wanted to <laughs> go there. But uh, I would say right now it's fitness because uh, I ballooned up pretty big and uh, was getting bad health results and said, you know what? That's a bad thing. And so for the last uh, couple of months, I've finally been doing better. I've lost some weight, I've gotten off some meds. And uh, I've owned it. I've decided that, you know what, I'm not going to get myself back in that place again. So physically, I'm going to try to be better. Yes. a boy. I, love, I it. love
0: it. And in the midst of COVID, I'm telling you, we, we do not want our immune system to That's be right. having to deal with uh, sugar overloads and all that other stuff. So, hey, exactly. man, we appreciate you being on. What a blessing, bro. Go out there hey, and- you're welcome. welcome. And tell Miss K we love her and and, and let her know we look forward to uh, some carrot cake soon. That's
1: right. You guys are going to celebrate your birthday down here, Louisiana style. Yes, carrot cake and steak. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. We look forward to it.
0: Hey, we love you and Lisa and the family and uh, really hope that everything works out with the restaurant. But, buddy, we're in this together. We love you guys.
1: Absolutely. Love you guys,
0: too. Take care, Al. Man, I, I tell you, when he said that he's taken his managers from his restaurant and he actually yeah. turned them into researchers, Yeah, that's brilliant. Like he's, he, yeah, he, totally. he got them into it and said, look, if you want to keep your job, then you're going to have to research all this SBA stuff Yeah, and the loans that we can get and everything yeah. like that. And they're going out and I thought it was great, stuff. and I loved his accent. What an amazing accent. <laughs> it, remi- <laughs> it reminds me of our Texas roots. Yeah, that's right. Brought me back home. One of the biggest takeaways for me was that um, – uncertainty is the biggest pain point for them right now yeah. which it's it's for us all honestly you're you're fighting the invisible man and i go back to my football analogy if i'm the wide receiver and i'm running toward the defender and i i don't know which way his hips are facing i don't really know exactly which route whether i'm going to cut in or cut out i just got to wait and see which way he's turning so i mean we have no idea what we're dealing with right now we don't know which way to pivot Uh, Some of us uh, are, are finding new opportunities, which I love how he found some new opportunities, but there are many people out there, they don't know that yet, but uncertainty is the biggest pain point right now, but you can be certain, as Al said, that your hope is eternal. Your hope is in God first and foremost. That's the only way to make it through. Hey, if you're looking to crack the code to have financial freedom, a thriving business, and a life of impact, the best resource we know is our Expert Ownership course, where we take you through a step-by-step process to help you become a CEOpreneur. You can earn more income and even have more impact, especially with those people that matter the most to you in your family and in your friendships. ExpertOwnership.com is your course.